What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Where's the Call podcast. It's me, Bradley, and I'm here with my brother, Kenny. Hey, what's up? I'm here for the second time trying to record this episode. Yeah, we literally did this entire episode, and then, I don't know, something on my end, I just, I messed up. It was just the worst audio, like, audio quality known to man, pretty much. I didn't mess up. Some technology messed up. It was never us. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So... But we're back. We are going to talk about the second round of games uh, that went on, give you our thoughts, and then we're going to predict the next one's coming up. Um, so the games that happened on Tuesday, uh, last Tuesday, Houston Dash took on the Utah Royals, and then Rain took on Sky Blue FC. In Houston Dash, the Utah Royals, that was a game. That was entertaining. That was a game. It was really fun, surprisingly enough. Yeah, I know. Like If you guys listen to our one about the prediction of that game you could tell we were just like oh that game's gonna suck <laughs> it'll be so boring um but we were very wrong three three tie dramatic fashion was dramatic fashion could have could have been better on some of the goals but you know goals are goals love to see them anyway shape or form exactly yeah i mean utah opened the scoring um with diana matheson um but then rachel daly scored one at the end of the first half um Utah played pretty well the first half, but they, I don't know, definitely second half, the game switched and Houston Dash just kind of took over, especially with like their physicality. Yeah, they did. Utah got tired towards the second half. The first half, they should have they should have had more. They should have been going into the second half leading, but they had a lack of laps, laps, laps. Got there. <laughs> laps and concentration that led to the first goal. For Houston, nice. at least, and but they should have been up more. Uh, Brittany Radcliffe, if uh, anytime she got the ball in the final final third, either made the wrong decision or had bad execution, or both. So anytime she got the ball for the Royals in the first half, the attack died, which is why it's no surprise the one goal they scored completely avoided her. Yeah, but like the play through the midfield and going forward was much better in the first half, and they should have scored more. But they didn't, and it would come back to haunt them. Exactly. Yeah. And the second half came out, Rachel Daly scored another one. Um, but one thing that we definitely want to talk about is this whole idea of Rachel Daly's hat trick or that her goal that was taken away, um, which is really just infuriating by all the people talking about it. And those you didn't see, Kenny, want to elaborate what happened? Uh, sure, I'd love to elaborate what happened. Abby Smith, in goal, gets the ball. He's got it. Going to kick it downfield. Does a drop kick where it bounces off the ground first, but still. It's going to kick it. Rachel Daly jumps in front of her, blocks the kick, takes the ball, scores. Ref says foul or whatever. You can't do that. And then she's like, what? Why can't you do that? And then everybody lost their mind saying that should have been a goal. But it shouldn't have been a goal. Because it wasn't a goal, because you're not allowed to do that. Hey, man. Lori Lindsay complaining about it. Everyone on Twitter complaining about it. Why doesn't anyone know this rule, Bradley? Yeah, I don't know. This is so freaking frustrating. That is not allowed. Like, I don't know how, like, how else to spell it out. Like, you cannot 
the goalkeeper is about to play it out. You can't jump in front of them. That's it's just not right. It, I don't care if the ball hit the ground first. It's still a drop kick. That doesn't make it a live ball. That makes it you're impeding the goalkeeper, which is not right. So everyone who thinks that, like, that's just not a rule of soccer. That's not. I'm sorry. Like, I, you're mad because your team tied 3-3, whatever. That's just not not the case. Not the case at all. If it was the case, everyone would do it. But since you can't do it, no one does it. Exactly. No, like you said, like when you said the other time, like you were like, oh yeah, no, Rachel Daly's the first person to figure this innovative thing. No, it's not allowed. That's why no one does it. I don't know. It's so, uh, it's just, I'm still getting angry about it. Like it's been a couple days now and I've already ranted about this multiple times to anyone who I've talked to. And I'm still annoyed. It's annoying. It's annoying because like, it's not even like that she did it because like, who cares? Sometimes you just want to try things, see if the refs are paying attention. Who cares? It's annoying that every single person, including the commentators, including people on Twitter who you would assume would know the uh, rules of soccer, like Julie Fowdy, are saying, oh, that was a horrible refing decision. And so anyone who doesn't know that rule now thinks that that's allowed when it's not allowed. So it's just really annoying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like you said, not annoyed with Rachel Daly. Like, you do what you do. Like, it is what it is. Like, it's just not allowed. But um, it is the people, especially people like they're watching these games and trying to like learn about the game. And these people who are in like this, like higher position are like, Oh no, that's a goal. It's like, no, you're just like messing up everyone's idea of the rules of soccer. It's so annoying. So annoying. I don't know. I'm clearly not over it. <laughs> I'm not over it either. Never will get over it. Exactly. But anyways, I would have given her a hat trick. I mean, she scored the first two goals, played well. And then, Came off with an injury. It seemed like something bothering like her groin. I don't know. I really hope she's okay though. That's gonna be that's gonna suck for Houston Dash. I think it's fine. I think it was just a tinge, a twinge, as it were. I think they just took her off being cautious. I think she's gonna be okay. Yeah, it didn't look like serious. She just decided like she's like you know I need to stop. So hopefully that just means she's preparing for like the next round of games and whatnot. Um, just don't want to make anything worse. Which I mean we've all been there, especially this like. This whole tournament, just playing after like nothing for a while and playing a bunch of games like really close together. I mean, definitely gonna get some knocks. Yep, yep. So then, but then it was three to one, Houston. You know, there's only like eight minutes left in regulation, and uh, then they kind of choked and threw it all away. I'd say. Oh, completely. Yeah, I mean, the third goal, Shea Groom, fantastic shot, wonderful. Um, love to see it. But then, yeah, last eight minutes of the game, you know, they just decided, I forget how to defend set pieces, so let me lose this game or tie this game. It felt like a loss. I don't know why. Because, like, it was with Eric to win. So, like, yeah, it felt like a loss, in my opinion. But, yeah, it was uh, Vera. She had a free kick, uh, basically just right outside the box. And for some reason, the wall was set up so poorly that there was just a huge gap where all Vera had to do was just, like, hit it with some pace into the corner and then goal. It was, like, so easy. It was so bad. I don't know what Jane Campbell was doing when she set up her wall. I don't know what she thought they were covering. They were literally only covering her line of sight and nothing else. Like, we have a picture on our Twitter that we retweeted if you want to see just how bad it was. But it was really bad and could have easily been avoided that that second goal for Utah. And then maybe they wouldn't have come back. But, like, it was just a stupid mistake when you're exactly. up 3-1 trying to see out a game. Exactly. It's a whole mentality thing. And then the third goal, uh, Sarah King, she scored off three. So great for her. That's amazing. Um, but what happened was it was a, a long 
set piece from uh, probably close to midfield. I think it was probably like 40 yards out or something like that. I can't remember exactly how far it was now, but played it in, bounced in the box, no defender around. Campbell literally did nothing as a keeper and then just like, Zara King just hit it in. She contorted her body. It was a really good goal, but I have no idea what Houston was doing. This is like the last minute of the game. Act like you want the ball, you know? That's what set pieces are sometimes. It's a who wants it more type thing. Like sometimes you play it in, but like there was no, it was just poor, poor defending, poor defending on set pieces. It was super poor defending, and they spent this whole game working hard, you know, in the midfield, in the attack, even in the defense at times to just not do anything on this free kick. It was really poor, and they have to feel terrible. I'm sure their coach is having them do some set pieces in practice to exactly. make sure that uh, this never happens again. Exactly, exactly, because they brought the energy. It's just like, you know, mental lapses, I feel like. I don't know. It's The one thing I could say, like, the good thing for them is that this is a fixable thing. So, like, you can teach someone how to set a wall better or, like, how to better man mark people if, like, you lose them or whatever. Like, that is something, like, I don't know. That's definitely something that can be changed. It's not like, you know, like, we're just, like, we're not playing that well. We can't figure it out, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, do this and this and you're good type thing. So hopefully they get it figured out for their sakes. I mean, it, it really was their game to lose, and they decided to just throw it away. Classic Houston. Yeah. Oh, I keep saying, like, they're lost. I don't know why I keep talking like they lost. Like, it's like... I'm just because so- it feels like they lost. They're up by two goals with eight minutes left. There's no reason they should have shouldn't have won that game, especially when the two goals they can see were so crappy. Exactly. They beat themselves. Exactly, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do next game, but we'll see. Utah, Utah just got to do better. They just got to do better. Yeah, they do just have to do better. Yeah, it was, they definitely looked like, especially the second half. So, and that's not good for, like, you know, it's their first game and they're already looking tired after one half. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like no words <laughs> but i mean i uh, yeah whatever so that that's enough about that game that that game 3-3 it was really exciting though really fun to watch next game however rain and sky blue a nice dramatic 0-0 tie it was so boring it was not fun to watch yeah finish the first game you're like okay i gotta wait nice eight hours till the next game i'm ready i'm excited hyped up off that one Mm-hmm. And then just nothing happened in this game, and it was pretty annoying. It's kind of boring to watch the entire time. There's like a few chances at the end of the game, but for the most part, it was just kind and of no slow. creativity. Yeah, no activity up top. I don't know. And people, like you were saying, like everyone's like, "Oh, if you know the game of soccer, this game wasn't boring." Disagree with that. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree too. Like you don't have like. It was part of the thing. They're like saying, oh, you think these teams are playing poorly? And I'm like, no, it's not even that I think they're playing poorly. It's just I think they don't, they aren't going for it enough. It didn't yeah. seem like either team really cared about winning. It just seemed like they kind of just were out there trying to get in the flow of playing soccer again. There weren't many forays into the attack. Exactly. And that's the most exciting part of soccer. So it was pretty boring to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, I think you said like the nail on the head. Like we're not saying it was they played bad. We're saying it was boring. <laughs> That's it. Because there just wasn't the sense of urgency or anything. Like you said, like the desire to win. It just I don't know, it just was, you know, it seemed like kinda like a 
practice warm up game. Like we're just like doing whatever. I don't know. It just I was expecting more from it. I definitely was. Like not too much more. Like, but I was expecting I was expecting more. Yeah, it's always annoying when there's a zero zero at any level. Yeah. But I've got three notes from this game. One related to soccer. Would you like to hear them? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I live for your notes. I just always hope that you're gonna have another like face on it. <laughs> the pictures. Anyways, go on, go on, sorry. Oh uh, I'm I've got plenty of faces. But this one, I'll start with the soccer related one first. Midge Purse isn't a defender. Player up top. It'd make everything so much better. Might have had some more chances going forward, might have scored. She's mm-hmm. not a defender. Don't play her back there. Snaps. Please. Okay. That's the only soccer related one. <laughs> Thought I got that other chest. Like, we're good. Anyways, it's like, I'll say it's every now single episode. Now the important stuff. <laughs> nice. What? Lay it on me. Okay, this was the game with the absolutely absurd lens flare. Oh, The yeah, stupid yeah. glare. Where anytime they cross midfield, you'd be blinded by some weird blue light. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fun. It feels like they should have known that was going to happen. And done something to prevent it from happening. Like, even just putting up a temporary like little sign to block the sun yeah. from that one particular angle. Yeah. It's like anything. Exactly. You would think they would was... figure it out, you know? It was disappointing to see. It's like, come on now. Come on now, CBS. You guys are better than this. Yeah. We know you are. It was it was tough to watch that first half. And not because of the soccer, but because literally anytime you looked up, you would get blinded and it'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. It was literally tough to watch. <laughs> All right, that's a good And uh, what's your last one? Third note. Third note here is, you'll remember this from our first attempt at recording this, is the German word for foul. <laughs> because I was so bored during this game, I was looking up how to say foul in different languages. Exactly. And the German one's fine. One does. Because it's Regoverstos. Nice. How's it go? Yeah. Say it again for me. Got you. Rego Verstos. Nailed it. That sounds awful. Is that like, I know we talked about before, but like, is that literally just foul? Uh, no, but also maybe. Because <laughs> like, I don't have any, you know, German speakers around me to ask. And so my entire knowledge is based on Google Translate. And you'd know if you use Google Translate at any point during your life, it's not always 100% accurate. Yeah. But there's definitely some translation of Regerverstos, which means foul. And so that's what I'm going to use. I wonder if it means like too foul or foul. I like it, though. I like it. You can start yelling that out. Yeah, so if anyone knows the proper, I don't know what that actually means, if we're saying it right, wrong, whatever, please let us know. Reach out to us. <laughs> uh, we're definitely saying it wrong. We are 100% saying it wrong. Uh, that's why I'm not even attempting, because I just... I, for some reason, I can't pronounce German words at all. Like, even close. Like, I, I don't know. It's embarrassing. German's hard. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm glad that we were able to take a break during our soccer podcast for German. Because <laughs> this game wasn't that interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, that was it. That was it for that day. I mean, it was just a 0-0 tie. I mean, so both teams tied that day. Um, and then next day... Portland Thorns and Chicago Red Stars kicked it off, and they also got a 0-0 tie. But They also did get a 0-0 tie. Yeah, exactly. This one was more entertaining than the last one, though. 
Yeah, 100%. 100% agree. There are definitely more chances that, I don't know, they should, both teams should have definitely put away. Yeah, it was much more open than the last game. The thing about this game is, since it was their second game for each team, there's a lot of rotation on both sides, especially Chicago. And so Portland had at least, you know, Christine McClair and Lindsey Horan and a few others on there. And so they had the better opportunities throughout the game. But Chicago's youngsters that they put in were doing fine. There weren't too many, like, golden opportunities for either team, but it was a lot more entertaining to watch. It was a lot more back and forth than the previous one. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely agree. They definitely, like, I like the rotation. I think that's smart. In this type of tournament, like, you have to do that, you know? Um, Just with how many games there are, the fact that, no one really played beforehand like it's smart and you just gotta like take chances like right now like these like uh these first few games it's really just like finding your stride because everyone makes it to the next round like obviously you want to you want to win like you want that mentality always but um you need to make sure you take care of your team and like get some people some looks that you know like that maybe when the game comes down to it like you're not you probably won't put them in just because you don't know too much about them or whatever. You have like a set lineup or whatever, starting 11. So this is a great opportunity for people. So I like that they were giving their youngsters a shot. I really do. I think it's really cool. It is really cool, especially for just this tournament setting like this. I think Portland and Chicago are both teams that, not to say they don't care about winning this tournament, Mm -hmm. but they're definitely more focused, at least from the coaching staff and management of the team, are definitely more interested in just improving for next yeah. year rather than caring about what happens yeah. this year too much yeah no 100 i definitely agree with that 100 percent. but i mean other than that it was like you know it's a fine game do you have any uh other interesting notes from this one that you'd like to say i don't have any interesting notes on this one actually mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm letting the team down yeah that's fine that's fine it's fine it's fine but yeah it was just another zero zero draw so i mean we'll move on to the next game which, unfortunately, we were both wrong. Oh, we haven't mentioned our predictions. Forgot we talked about it. So, by the way, the game before, I got one kind of right. I said that Houston Dash and Utah Royals were going to tie. What, did I think they were going to tie 3-3? No, but I did predict the tie, so I'm counting that. But everything else we got wrong. Hey. Especially this game, considering I thought Spirit was going to win and North Carolina won 2-0. <laughs> Happens. North Carolina is just so good. It does happen. They are just so good. They're just better than everyone else. And that's just something we have to <laughs> deal with for right now. Yeah. yeah. Lynn Williams got both the goals. So looks like she's picking up her taking advantage of opportunities, which is good. She needs to keep doing that and she'll score plenty more. But yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts on how Spirit played? I know you had quite a bunch. It was not a great game from Spirit. I don't know why. I don't know if they were tired. It seemed like definitely towards the second half and the end of the first half that they were definitely a Mm -hmm. little tired. But, like, it was also just, like, in the first 35 minutes where it was more even, they still were just not completing passes. Roosevelt and Andy Sullivan, the best two players on the team, just weren't completing passes. And some people might be like, oh, it's because North Carolina's pressing them and their formation and the defensive setup. And for some of that's true. You know, they just had good pressure and we couldn't get out of it. But a lot of times it was just easy passes and they were just going behind our team or in front of our team and it just dribbled into somebody for no reason when there was an easy option out to the side 
So just like it was a bad game from our two best players. And so it was always going to be tough to try to do anything after that. Exactly. No, it's definitely tough with that happening. And it kind of like sets the tone for your team, especially like in the midfield. I mean, it's just, it's rough. It's rough. But I mean, it is rough. And then everybody was tired in the second half and North Carolina was like, Hey, screw you guys. Here's Crystal Dunn and Sam Lewis. <laughs> LOL, have fun. Exactly. They're like, ah, you thought we were really messing with you before. See you guys. No, genuinely, it was just one of those things where Spirit, they tried, they took the lineup as if they wanted to beat North Carolina just because, but uh, they they looked tired. Very tired. They did look we super tired. The first 30 minutes. So I imagine, yeah, first 30 minutes, they were fine. They were just not playing mm-hmm. well. But then after that, they were not playing well and looked super tired, which against any team isn't going to be good, but especially North Carolina. But like to be honest, the back line, which was our normal back four, didn't look bad at all. The two goals were, I'd say, mistakes more than they got beat because, you know, the first one, Sam Staub made a decent tackle. It just happened to bounce right into Lynn Williams' path. And then Sam Staub's never going to catch Lynn Williams, and so she just got a free run on goal and put it away and the second one was some poor marking in the box and some poor closing down but it wasn't really like getting beat too much i mean that second goal was a little worse than the first goal first goal was just kind of unlucky but the back line seemed up to the challenge for the whole game it's just anytime they tried to pass it out of the midfield we'd lose the ball and that was never gonna work oh completely completely yeah well it was one of those things I just was hoping that Spirit could knock off North Carolina just a little bit, just a little bit, you know? It's all Orlando's fault. <laughs> it's all Orlando's fault. Because they're doing this thing on Twitter where they're... Because uh, they're not there, they're doing this whole Stan account thing. Yeah, I saw that. Where they put up a poll and say, who do you want us to root for? And let's just say their record is really poor. They lost both of the, the first two games. Because, whatever, and then this next game, uh, they just, whatever. They just don't pick the team that's going to win. Any team they root for hasn't won yet, so uh, exactly. it's a rough one. Yeah, and Spirit were picked for this one, because no one likes North Carolina. And Spirit lost, so the Orlando Pride curse yeah. is real. Well, literally, we're going to have to put off like every time. Like, whoever Spirit plays, we're going to be like, no, 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 we want this team to win. Like, you should support them. Yeah, I saw it. Good for them trying to do something. It's just, you know, they don't they just aren't accepting that they're cursed and they're ruining these teams. They're cursed. And like, let's let's be real here. Spirit's never gonna win another one. <laughs> we only won that one because we were playing North Carolina. Yeah. No one likes the Spirit, which like it's fine. I like them enough for everyone. Exactly. That's all you need. That's all you need, just your love. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Even though you had them tying this game. I had them winning. I should have had them losing. Let's but you listen real. to your heart. I should have had them losing. That's fair. I did listen to my heart, and it said tie, and my heart was wrong. <laughs> my heart said they were going to win, foolishly, but I'm sticking that I will always choose them to win. But those are predictions last time. I mean, do you have any more notes you want to share on this game, or should we go into our predictions? Uh... I mean, 
I can say seventieth minute after it was two nothing, we took off Rosalvo and Andy Sullivan, who even though they were having bad games, if you wanted to win, you would have left him in. So you know, kind of just admitted defeat after exactly. seventy minutes. Like, we'll rest him, which yeah. fair enough. Yeah, especially they weren't generating anything. It was just like we'll rest him, live to fight another day type situation. Exactly, game didn't mean anything, so who cares? Exactly. Take him off, all four. Exactly, support that completely. It's going to be really interesting to see who plays and who doesn't these next round of games. Like, if they're going to do more rotate, like, what teams do rotations? What teams are like, nah, like, I'm just going to keep going with the same people. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that the Spirit are going to rotate heavily for these next two games because they didn't really rotate yeah. for the first two. You know, I think North Carolina rotated enough for this last game, so they'll probably keep it up. Chicago basically change their entire team, so they'll keep doing whatever they're doing. So it really just depends on what Utah and Houston want to do. Yeah, yeah, completely. All right, well, I guess we'll go into our predictions now. Games are Saturday and Sunday. Um, first up is going to be Utah Royals and Sky Blue FC. And Kenny, I will let you go first. What do you think is going to happen? Okay, I'll come out quick. Sky Blue's winning this one 2-1. to one. There it is. There it is. I think we know that Kelly O'Hara won't be here for this game as well. And we know that Utah's defense left a lot to be desired in the previous game. And, I mean, maybe they'll find their flow going forward a little bit more, score more than one. But I think Sky Blue's figured some stuff out from their first game. So I think they're going to they're gonna take it 2-1. That's fair. That's fair. See, I think I have a feeling that Utah is going to win. I think they're going to get one early. And then they're going to shore up their defense, and that's what's going to be that. I think it's going to be 1-0 Utah winning. I just have a feeling. It's my gut, and I trust my gut. I'm going 4 okay. for 4 for this. Um, but we'll see who's right. I feel like I'm going to go 4 for 4 so it is what it is. But next game, we got Houston Dash and Rain, which for me, I think Houston Dash, they're going to win this one 2-0. Just because, I mean, they're like, they played well. They had good momentum. They brought a lot of energy, and I think that's going to go a long way against Ray. And I think they'll be able to shore up their defensive set pieces since it's probably the main thing they're working on right now. Um, but I think that was like their one of their biggest downfalls was that. So I think they'll figure it out and, yeah, come away with the victory. Well, I think that Houston is going to come out strong. They're going to. Uh, surprise ran a little bit with their energy tenacity, get a goal, be one nothing up, and then I think they're going to be stupid at some point in the second <laughs> half and concede a really stupid goal. Nice. And so I'm going to go with a 1-1 tie. All right, a tie. Let's see, let's see. We'll see. I disagree with you, that's fine. It's okay, you can say whatever you want because it doesn't matter because I'm right. But, exactly. Sure. <laughs> but that'll be interesting to see these games because that's going to be their second game, so we'll see how they do. Um, then Sunday, uh, North Carolina and Chicago Red Stars, where, Kenny, tell me, what do you think? We'll let you go first again. Okay, I think North Carolina's gonna get better than they have been Mm -hmm. these past two games, and I think they're going to come out and run over Chicago, and so I'll say 4-1. Yeah, I mean, that makes tons of sense. I mean, I can't imagine them doing any worse, and they're just so good. I don't want to say the same thing as you, though. 
So I'm going to go 3 1. I'm going to go 3. I'm going to say they're going to have just a little harder time putting away their chances. That's what I want to say. So 3 1. But they, I don't think there's any doubt that most people would think that North Carolina is going to win and beat Chicago. So there's that. But then the last game is Spirit and Portland, which I will never say Spirit's going to lose. So I'm right off the bat going to say 2 1. 2 1 victory, Spirit. I think Portland will. They'll definitely, I feel like they'll get one. Some lucky thing, but I think Spirit will have the better game and put away two ones. Well, it's really going to be interesting to see who's going to play, though. So, I don't know. I'm just going with it. Going with the gut. That's fair. It's good to go with your gut because we don't know who's playing. Lindsey Horan played most of the two games. Rose Lavelle also played most of the two games. Maybe neither one of those players will be playing in this one. So, it's tough to call without knowing the lineup. But I guess I'm going to say Spirit going to win because back on that team. And I can't say 2-1 because I'm not going (laughs) to copy you, and that's lame. But I still think it's going to be a close game. I'll say 3-2. Nice. It's been a nice nice high-scoring game. I love it. I love it. It's going to be exciting. But, yeah, I guess we'll see who's who's right and who's wrong. I mean, I'm going to be 4-4, so I'm predicting that as well. But... But yeah, that'll be it. It's going to be exciting. We'll see how the games go. Um, and yeah, any closing remarks you have on the games coming up? I don't have any closing remarks on the games. I do have closing remarks on something that is occurring within this whole thing. And it's it's that apparently they're trying to get fans to come to the semifinal oh, really? and final of this tournament. That is is a horrible idea. That's absolutely terrible. And it's atrocious. I don't know what the thought process was. I don't imagine that the players would have agreed to that. So, like, is this just being sprung on them? And I mean, nothing's for sure yet. Yeah. Plus, also, Utah, the cases in Utah still rising. So, that's stupid just from a government level. But whatever. And then, like, their USL team that uh, Utah has, Mm -hmm. the Monarchs or whatever also restarting sometime in july and they're trying to have fans at that game too so like they're just inviting people into this supposedly closed bubble that seems like a horrible idea and seems like not what we were promised and i think we should storm the castle yeah and I think that's the only way because that is ridiculous like there's no way that could happen there's no way to let that happen like just like you said from us i don't know bradley people are I stupid know, like, genuinely like i just it's like when you don't think they could be stupider, they just come on, they just go on and show you that you were wrong. They can be stupider, but yeah, no, I I can't. People There's no way because like literally, it's like you did this for the purpose. Like everyone signed up, they agreed to this, they had the option not to. Like that's why people like sat out for this tournament. And you know, it's just like that's dumb. That's dumb. Cases are rising everywhere. It's just like you should not do that. That's not what people agree to. Just idiots, idiots, all of them, a lot. They're all a lot of them are idiots, you know what I mean? And it's a semifinal and the final. Just have the other teams that didn't make it <laughs> exactly. in the stands. Exactly. You know I mean, that's fun. Yeah, we'll see who they root for. <laughs> who their friends are. That's awesome. I I didn't hear that. That's the first time I've heard of this. Wow, that's crazy. But I guess we'll find out. Um but anyways, thank you guys for listening to us. Again, reach out to us. Any comments you have, again, if you know how to speak German. Um, that'd be really helpful to us. Um, and uh, let us know what you think. Give us your thoughts, whatever. 
whatever you like. It's Where's the Call. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And other than that, uh, enjoy the next games, and we'll get back to you with our thoughts and further predictions next time. Thank you.